0: Good evening, you fantastic and glorious degenerates of this floating rock that we call Earth. Welcome back to the Cajun Libertarian Show. I am your host, Noel Olin the cajun libertarian and tonight we have an amazing guest on brian Konkowski, who's running for state senate in maryland so let's talk all things politics and controversial and have all the fun that we always have here on the cajun libertarian show and we are live <music> Yes, yes, yes. Good evening and welcome back to the Cajun Libertarian Show. I'm your host Noel Olin and we are live with Brian Konkowski. Before we get into the amazing night that we have set before us with so much fun and national, international and local news, let me first get to some sponsors. Joe Saloski, J-O-E-S-O-L-O-S-K-I. That's Joe Saloski for Pennsylvania governor, the key to Pennsylvania success. So if you're looking for something else different in the great state of PA, Pennsylvania, check him out, JoeSaloski.com. That's J-O-E-S-O-L-O-S-K-I.com, JoeSaloski.com. Check him out. Do you like guns? Do you like firearms? Are they paramount to the safety and liberty of your household and of your country. Yes, yes they are. Without question, no doubt about it. So go check out gaparmory.com. That's g a p a r m o r y. gaparmory.com. Gap Armory carries a wide variety of parts and accessories whether you're looking for build kits for 3D printed firearms, objects, outstanding level 4 body armor or anything in between they have you covered. Gap Armory is Libertarian-owned and operated. They also accept Bitcoin, which is a big deal nowadays. So, uh, yeah, you might want to check out GapArmory.com. Gap Armory has the gear you need to bridge the gap in your defense preparedness. Get what you need today at GapArmory.com. That's G-A-P-A-R-M-O-R-Y.com. That's Gap armory.com and last but not least i'm wearing their shirt right now as you can see it says dangerous liberty over peaceful slavery i got this shirt courtesy of dsydo.com it's a libertarian owned t-shirt company with designs intended to start a conversation which i can attest to you in real life they do they absolutely do Uh, i've got many shirts i think i've got about three or four now uh, people ask about them all the time. I, I can't t- I can not tell you how many times I've gotten compliments on this shirt. So, D-S-Y-D-O on all of my shirts. Actually, dsydo.com. Uh, Cajun 15. Use code Cajun15, 15, C-A-J-U-N-1-5 15, for 15% off your order at dsydo.com. That's dsydo.com. Now, without further ado, let's bring on the man of the hour Mr. Brian, my brother, how are you?
1: What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I am trudging along, waiting for these next couple of weeks to go by and uh, kind of get my life back a little bit.
0: <laughs> how's the uh, how's the has how's the campaign been for you so far?
1: Um it's it's been it's been fun. Um from the onset, <clears throat> I was telling myself if uh, if I'm not having fun, then I've already lost. So uh, I think Ron Paul even said, if you're not having it, if you're not having fun, then you're doing it wrong. So I've just been mm-hmm. making sure that I'm having fun with it, not taking myself too seriously. Um, you know, being a libertarian, you, you you have a lot of people that just want to argue with you on your posts and stuff like that. So I just don't take them too seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, stay principled in my beliefs and everything and, and have fun, really.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean... Look, I tell people this all the time. A lot of people ask me for advice on how to do podcasts and, and whatnot. I said, look, first and foremost, you need to have fun. Because if you're having fun, your audience is having fun. Point blank, period. And this will absolutely 100% resonate on the campaign trail. If you are a miserable human being for what for the endeavor that you took on, which is a massive, heavy endeavor that is campaigning for office, like a state seat or a a, a Congress congressional seat. If you're not having fun, people are going to know it. They're going to know it. They're going to smell it. They're going to be able to see it. We don't give people enough credit for it. So kudos to you, my friend, because having fun doing what you're doing is massively, massively important.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, it's not, this isn't anything that's worth uh, ruining your mental health over. right? That's right. And, and it's not like it's a one-and-done kind of deal. You don't win or whatever, then you just do it again. And, uh, you know, that's my plan. Whether I win or lose, I am going to run again. Like the, I'm, I'm only 30 years old. This is the, not the last time you're going to see Brian Konkowski on your uh, on your election ballot. So get used to it, man. Get used to it.
0: I love that. That's awesome. I want to read this comment from Chris Fosner, a good friend of mine. Happy Warriors win battles. That is absolutely 100% right. So, Brian, with that last comment you just made, I want to ask you, what made? Because I know a lot of people they really can't fat. I'm one of them, right? And I talk to a lot of people running for office all the time, and I get it. I've even considered it, heavily considered it, but I always like to ask this question frequently. What was it that brought you to the conclusion that running for office was something that you wanted to do?
1: Um, I had thought about it for a while. Um, but I didn't make that leap. Um, I didn't think I was quite ready. Um, and actually my, my good friend, Travis Larrell, he's running for state delegate in my district. Um, he came up to me at our our spring convention and, uh, you know, brought, brought it up to me like, Hey, would you want to run for state Senate? Um, at the time, just as you know, a, um, a paper candidate. So where I'm not really campaigning, I'm just on the ballot. Um, and, uh, and I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll think I'll, I'll do that. You know, double check my wife, make sure she was cool with it. Right. And then started doing all the uh, the paperwork and stuff. And uh, it was like buying a house again, the amount of paperwork and going yeah. uh, down to Annapolis, the state Capitol to file paperwork and, you know, talk to the people at the board of elections. And, uh, I was like, you know what, if I'm going to do all this work, I'm actually going to run a campaign and That's right. you, know, you don't, you don't need that much money to get signs and literature. Um, so I was like, screw it. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll run a raffle, which I, I ran a raffle in a 3d printer, um, to raise some funds and, uh, nice. yeah. And, um, uh, you know, just took it from there. And, uh, then I found out that the uh, the Democrat in the race dropped out. So it's just me and a Republican. It's a two-way race, which doesn't happen very often for us. So I was like, all right, I'm doing this. I'm doing it full bore.
0: No, that does not happen very often. And um, at this point, uh, to be honest, I mean, if you're gauging every poll and every metric in the United States right now, you would have much rather the Republican drop out than the Democrat because, my God, are they in just a – freaking disaster of a tailspin of a party they're absolutely psychotic and lost their control but still very advantageous that you're only running against uh one candidate and that the democrat dropped out Uh, you have any idea why said candidate decided to drop out i'm very interested in that
1: i'm i don't know i really do not know he dropped out pretty early it was uh like mid-april that he dropped out and uh It could be a number of reasons and I don't want to speculate. So, uh, yeah, I never got an answer from anybody. Um, to be honest, I really don't talk to many other party people other than libertarian party. So, uh, right. I just took it. I just took it as what it is and kind of put a little extra fuel, uh, or fire under my butt to like, okay, it's a two way race. This is, you know, and, and historically the Democrats do horrible in my district. Anyway, we're a very red district. So, uh, it, if unless he was just being a paper candidate, or he realized that he wasn't going to win, um, it could be it could be any of those reasons. But uh I'm thankful yeah. he did drop out. Honestly,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, obviously, you want you know it, the less the obstacles, the better. And so, you know, it, this isn't a sports game. Okay, this is politics. This is people's lives. This is people's money. This isn't. I want my best players on the field against their best players on the field to make sure that we have the best game. Possible, no, this is about winning. This is about making sure we put the best people forward and actually having success in the arena of people's lives because that's what we're talking about in politics. And a big issue that's uh come up here very recently, and you had a great tweet. and, and, And then I quote tweeted you and said, The CDC has just handed you an absolute gem, specifically if you're running for like a state legislator spot. Which I think you're running for state senate or state or, or state how I think it's state senate. Yeah, state senate. And so you're you yeah you're right in the you're right in there. <laughs> the CDC just decided to uh, unanimously, might I add to y'all, unanimously recommend that word's important, and we'll discuss that in a second. Uh, that schools should had, add um uh, the COVID vaccination to their list of vaccinations, which Brian, you know full well. And anybody that does know, I'll let you know real fast. There's many states in this country. They just rubber stamp whatever the CDC says. So immediately as soon as this process finishes, those states will rubber stamp that CDC recommendation recommendation into a mandate for schools. Translation, your kids will have to be Vaccinated against a disease that they're not at risk for with the medical procedure that is clearly untested. And, and I'm trying to be careful here because you know how this stuff goes. Mm-hmm. Man, what?
1: It's, it's, it, it really is mind blowing. Um, especially that it was just unanimously. If 15, 15 out of 15 people agreed to allowed this to happen? crazy. Um, and I actually have this, the sign right here. Um, (laughs) Uh, it's, it just goes to show that the, the, especially the federal government, uh, they, they don't listen to their, their people, right. They are, none of these people in the CDC that voted on this are elected officials. They don't have to answer to anybody. Um, they don't have to go back to their homes and say, I voted for you because I thought you were going to do X and you turn around and do another thing. So what it falls down on is people in like state legislators, like hopefully myself uh, come January, that we have the power to nullify these these overreaching federal laws.
0: Yeah, uh, and you will have that choice 100 percent, no doubt. Uh, and that's why it's so freaking important that we elect people that aren't spineless Speckless cowards that are complicit with the uh, these institutions that are complicit in the de- generation of our individual rights, and like the Republican Party. I'm sorry, I know I have a, you know a, probably a significantly large conservative libertarian following. If that makes you upset, go do some research. This is what Republicans do. They habitually campaign as liberty-loving libertarians, and they get in office, and they govern like authoritarian, progressive Democrats. Stop falling for this. Elect people like Brian, because other than that, look, here's the point. If we don't stop the mandate through state legislation and federalism like what you're trying to do, Brian, the school system collapses in on itself. I know you... they go don't right, realize
1: ahead. that that there's there's going to be uh, there's already one mass exodus from public schools. Exactly. And the, it, they're, it's like they want another one. They're almost giving us the case for more school choice. Um, you know, I public school isn't going to go anywhere anytime soon. So let, let's make it better. Right. And mandating an experimental vaccine on our children is not a way to get more people to have more trust in the public school system uh it's 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 frankly it's absurd right sure one thing you know the the vaccines that they a lot of school systems require now they've been tested they didn't get pushed through by a republican uh president um (laughs) to the point where they you know tested it on a very small number of, of subjects and uh it's it's just i can't believe that it's actually happening and knowing maryland um being maryland has had a democratic majority in the state houses for about 50 years so there's a very good chance that it's going to get passed and even then um the republicans they voted for they allowed this the state to shut down um you know, my opponent has taken money from Pfizer this election cycle, and he voted on, you know, only allowing essential workers to to work during the pandemic, you know, deeming millions of people unessential in their jobs and what they do. And so it's not just Democrats that are just going to vote this thing through. It's like you said, it's going to be the Republicans and uh, mostly the establishment Republicans. But even then you had, you know, Donald Trump pushing the vaccine and. Still is. Yeah, still is. So it's it's really your only choice for freedom when it comes to this thing is the Libertarian Party because we are principled people. Every, you know, last one of us.
0: Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's absolutely psychotic what we're watching unfold in real time. And I want to revisit what you just said because this is massively important to me. It's one of the main... COVID is really kind of the only reason that i even have you know this kind of name that i do is because i i live in a deep red state and we did we in actuality this deep red state that i live in mississippi born in baton rouge louisiana by the way i get a lot of flack for that like oh you're a mississippi cajun i'm like no i'm born in louisiana i live in mississippi because of my wife um (laughs) um, we didn't really suffer through the covid era right uh, I was able to go and do what I wanted it can free for all kind of, I I, le- I literally, I was just talking to a buddy of mine the other day and he was like laughing his ass off because of this. I, I said, dude, I left. I literally would spend my own gas money just to drive 20 minutes out of the way to go and buy a drink from the store just to simply defy the stay at home orders, which that was literally during the two weeks to, uh, to, to slow the curve, you know, mm-hmm. and so it, it frustrates me to know in that these people still continue to act like it's Republican governments that were freedom loving when they never did that. You you can count on one hand or you can count on one finger the state that didn't embrace any sort of lockdowns, and that was uh, Christy Nome, and then she turns around and votes against freaking cannabis uh, decriminalization. So, look, people, you have one choice at this point. Voting the lesser of two evils has driven us into this point of tyranny. It has absolutely handcuffed the American public into being able to live their fullest and most successful lives. And you keep voting the same way as if every election is the most important. And if that's the case... Let me agree with you that this midterm is the most important election. And so stop doing what you've been doing for the last 100 years because too much is at stake and you are literally walking out the definition of insanity.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, um, a a great example of what you're saying is happening right now in Maryland with uh, the Republican uh, governor candidate. You know, he's he's a, a, a Trump endorsed candidate and he's has him and his lackeys all believe that they're the true candidates for freedom right but he's straight up come out and said that he is not for uh marijuana legalization which is uh, a referendum that's going to be on the ballot next month in maryland to add it to the kids will be a constitutionally protected uh law and so how can you be say that you're for freedom but you don't You want to regulate something that is, that grows, can grow as easily as a tomato plant. You know, we should be regulating marijuana like a tomato plant because it's technically in the same family as tomato plant, believe it or not. And, but he's supposed to be the the pro-freedom candidate for governor, but he's been so against, he's so against marijuana. He said he he wouldn't, he wouldn't vote for it, you know, when he goes to vote next month. So it's, it's you're like you said it's picking the worst of two evils and we've been doing that for the past 150 years and you know look at our national debt look at our deficit look at the wars we've been in look at the lives lost look at the people thrown in jail for a plant it's it's it and i i have a hard time staying calm about it because it's the definition of insanity we keep doing the same things over and over again and expecting different results when you know that as soon as that Republican or Democrat gets in the office, they're not going to stick to anything. What they said, they're going to follow party lines, vote for who they are told to vote for or what to vote for. And they don't have a spine. They have a spine on the campaign trail because it's easy because you're just representing yourself when you're on the campaign trail and you represent ideas instead of actual actions. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's very frustrating to see that happen. And just, you know, people just keep doing it over and over and over and over again. Uh, You just want to walk up to people and just shake them and be like, look, snap out of it. I mean, there's, your party affiliation is not who you are. It's not your personality, your personal beliefs, your uh, you know, what, what you believe in and what you stand to is what's important. And, republican democrats haven't done that in the past 150 years so it's it's gets really frustrating um and you know all of us libertarians know you know we we will talk to her blue in the face and people are just like all right well i'm voting republican anyway because they said that they're pro-freedom
0: yeah yeah i mean that's that's the most frustrating part about it it's like i can i literally have conversations with every demographic in my community It doesn't matter what their immutable characteristics are. It doesn't matter if they're male. It doesn't matter if they're female. It doesn't matter if they're white, black, Hispanic, anything in between at all. It's always like, I literally love everything you're saying, but, and that's always the freaking problem. It's the but, and that's why we keep literally banging our heads against this brick wall, and by the day, losing Uh, liberty and our ability to control our own lives because of that word. But now, obviously it goes far beyond elections, but we do have elections coming up on November 8th and you have a lot that you, you're having to campaign on. You're having to deal with in spite of all of the things that you're facing up against when it comes to campaigning, when it comes to media suppression, when it comes to, I'm sure your ballot access is not, on the same level as the republican and democrats and you definitely comment on that if you want i'm i'm sure there's a lot of things that are going down that you are literally ice skating uphill while they're roller skating down concrete so what is it that you need what can we do to help you and i want to get to the guns part here in a second but give me an idea of what it is exactly that you're facing as an uphill battle when it comes to ballot access and, and those types of things and hurdles that people they they really don't understand how hard it is for a third party candidate to get on the ballot and successfully win
1: so we're kind of lucky in Maryland and you know that doesn't happen very often in that uh we we did lose ballot access uh back in two thousand and I think it was 16 was it 16 um so the way it works in Maryland is the highest the highest office that's that's running for office so in this case it's always been governor so the governor has to get at least 1% to maintain ballot access um and we did lose that a few years ago um i wasn't involved with the party it was just before i got involved with the party so shout out to all my libertarians that, that put in this work, but, uh, we had to spend a, a boatload of money, um, and get like 10,000 signatures in order to, to get ballot access again. So, uh, you know, I, I know my buddies were that I've, you know, befriended over the past couple of years being involved in the party. They were out there all the time, just getting signatures, uh, you know, getting donations that we can put towards, I think it might've been, I want to say it was like 10,000 signatures and like $10,000 or something ridiculous like that that we had My to get.
0: God. And this is
1: all, this was during peak COVID. So people weren't answering their doors. So we, we had to, uh, I believe the party actually um, went to the board of elections and said like, look, people aren't answering their doors. We can't collect actual signatures on a piece of paper right now. Like you have to allow us to do electronic signatures for this. Um, so thankfully, they won that case and uh, uh, the state allowed us to get um, virtual signatures in order to do it. And we made it by the skin of our teeth because, you know, people are people don't realize what we have to do to get ballot access. Exactly. So uh, And I'm not worried of our governor candidate. He's he's awesome. He's like no joke. The only um, out of all the five. Right. We have uh, there's Republican, Democrat, obviously. Uh, david lasher our libertarian candidate and then a green and a working class party candidate for governor um he out of all five of them he is legitimately the only one that's suited for the job um he's worked under the current administration high up in the department of health and for years before that he was down in dc um so resume wise he's the only one that's suited for the job and He's gotten really good support. He's gotten actually some some media, um, which is, that's rare to come by. So I'm not worried about us getting that 1%. Honestly, I think okay. there's a small chance that he might do better than the Republican candidate. Um, so, Damn. and I was actually on his team before I decided to run, um, just helping with like events, organize events and stuff like that. So I, he's been out there. He's out there all the time, um, him and uh, Lieutenant Governor for, Candidate, uh, Christiana Logan Smith. They they've been busting their butts, so I, I I'm not worried about losing ballot access this go around. Um, That's awesome. It's, it's been tough. It's been tough in the past. Yeah,
0: yeah. It, it's always more ridiculously tough for us than anyone else when it comes to ballot access, media access, exposure. All of those things have to be done on our end from people like me and and us. Being able to uh, platform the the real candidates that are voting for or fighting for real liberty and individual rights at the sacrifice of their own self, like what you're doing. I know campaigning is ridiculous. It's difficult. Uh, We have the hardest time of winning than anybody else. And yet you still put in all the time and effort to make sure you're getting out there and you're spreading that word and spreading that message in, in an absolutely uphill battle. And, and so it's it's on us, y'all. It is on us, okay, to make sure that we... It, a lot of it, we live in an internet-driven world, okay? A lot of it just takes clicks and shares. You can literally share the video, and you might not know who will pick up this interview and be like, holy crap, Brian, it is amazing, and I'm a big player in the state of Maryland, so let me share it and let me help donate to the campaign. With that being said... Make sure if you like the show, go and hit subscribe, like, share. Uh, I'm Across all platforms, Brian will give all of his pla- – I know you're on Twitter because that's how you and I have been talking. We reached out to each other differently in the past. I think Clubhouse, but that was kind of a, um, a little bit of a dead-end app for me as far as being able to promote candidates and stuff like that. But look, y'all, a lot of this 100% solely relies on us. Being able to take this content and showing other people, even if it's just through the share button, that Brian is your guy for the state of Maryland. And then they're going to be like, okay, well, I really like Brian. So let me check out my state. And this stuff resonates throughout the entire country. And we can make a, a real and legitimate movement just by being involved, even at the slightest, most insignificant. And it's not insignificant, but just at the lowest level being On the internet. So I wanted to ask you, Brian, about what is going on in your state with gun rights because we are having a meltdown in multiple ways in good, positive, negative, medium ways all across the United States right now. We have a lot of states that are implementing uh, constitutional carry, meaning you don't need a CCL to uh, carry a firearm uh, concealed, you don't need a license there's a lot of things going on in like New York where you, they're just banning guns outright insanity. What's it like going on for you? Because we have a nasty, nasty crime wave in this country and it, it, it it's only happening in places where people aren't allowed access to firearms.
1: So, um, up until the Supreme court ruling a few months ago, uh, Maryland was a, uh, I believe it's a may issue state. So you had to meet certain criteria in order to get a, uh, concealed carry permit. Um, and even if you met the criteria, it was up to the discretion of the state police to allow you to carry or not. Um, it was, and really the only two criteria that would get you approved was, uh, if you were a, a business owner and you typically had to carry cash on you to like take to the bank or something like that, um, and then the second one was if you had a credible threat against your life, so you had to wow. actually show proof that you know somebody was trying to harm you, kill you, or you know I've I had have, have heard stories of people that have hits out on them, um, and uh, they actually it was a buddy of mine. He was a, uh, an army red beret. Yeah. He, uh, he moved to Texas cause he said, you know what, no, I'm going to say, but, um, he was a red beret and had multiple credible threats against his life and they still wouldn't issue him a carry permit. So because, because of Maryland's, uh, tyrannical gun laws for so long, um, uh, the Supreme court really did help us out a lot. Um, uh, pretty much, everybody and their mother is getting concealed carry now. Um, There's very, the criteria is is very small to not get approved. Um, If you have a history of violence or domestic violence or uh, a lot of, when I say a lot, like three or more arrests for like drugs, um, they consider you a a habitual abuser um, and they won't grant it to you. Um, Wow. And if you have a medical marijuana card, Uh, you can't get a concealed carry license um, because they're afraid you're going to shoot people up when you're smoking a doobie. So, uh, but other than that, you can, you can get a concealed carry permit pretty easily now in Maryland. It's just a matter of waiting for it. Um, Last I heard, there were 34,000 people um, kind of like backlogged that they're, they're working through. So uh, which is, is amazing, right? Because, what's going on in maryland as far as as violent crime is going and uh wh- where i live it, i'm just south of baltimore city which is i think considered one of the most dangerous cities in the country now um that Jeez. that violence and that crime is starting to to spread out radiate out from the city so we've seen an update in yeah in violent crime um in our communities uh you know communities that are that fall into my district where i'm running and, uh, you know, the, there's a saying, you know, when seconds matter, police are only minutes away. And what this is going to allow people to do is to protect themselves, um, whether it be in your home, when you're, you know, going to the store at the mall, uh, whatever it may be, it's, it's a big win for people. And it's been a big sigh of relief um, for people that they feel like they can actually protect themselves. You know, equally to what the threat is against them, um, and it—it it was kind of funny because that was what I was running on—is making Maryland a shall-issue state, and then it—it it happened. Um, so with a, you know, they say a stroke of a pen. Um, so now I'm fighting to become a constitutional carry state. Uh, you know, that's the next level that we can get to, and you know, it—it it, it pretty much doesn't get too much more free than that, um, and you know, it the medical marijuana thing could potentially come to an end here soon. If marijuana gets legalized, then you don't have any, there's no proof that you use marijuana. So, uh, you know, that's just another whole group of people that can apply for a concealed carry permit. But ultimately the goal for me is to make us a constitutional carry state.
0: Amen. I love it. We're a constitutional carry state. And for those that you don't, for those of you that are, unfamiliar with that sort of uh, legal language, which, eh, look, everybody watching this show knows pretty much far more than me about all of these topics. I'm just a passionate guy, and I'm learning on the fly. I've been doing this for about a year or so now. Um, Constitutional carry means that you don't need a, a concealed carry license, right? You can just get your firearm. You can carry it concealed legally without any sort of license. You still have to go through a background check which I'm absolutely against, and I'll I'll rant here just for three seconds about that. There's a lot of women out there that get murdered waiting on their 72-hour or 96-hour background check from a psychotic ex-boyfriend or ex-husband or somebody else. So uh, abolish that. We're, We're putting women and children at risk for them being able to purchase a firearm, and you're not stopping any of the mass shooters think about it for one freaking second it makes no sense women and children are dying having no wait on a firearm to protect themselves while none of the mass shooters are being stopped because of a 96 72 hours 96 uh hour wait for a background check makes no sense it it, go, it hurts people 100 it hurts and kills people i wanted to get to a uh Oh my bad, Brian. Did you want to? Uh, did you want to? Oh no, no.
1: Well, Maryland, we have a. It's a seven day waiting period for a handgun. Um, seven days. Rifle, seven days. Oh my god. And and depending on the on the shop, the FFL that you go to to get your gun, if they're closed on a day, that doesn't count. So it could be you know upwards okay. of nine, ten days before you can get your handgun. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't even know that existed. I I thought. Yeah, and never mind what I thought. That's absolutely tyrannical, and they're getting people murdered for this. And the most yeah, exactly. innocent and defenseless among us are getting murdered for this. That that's disgusting. That's horrible. I wanted to um, kind of double down on uh, on some of these comments here. Morgan Dow says social media is the only way to spread hashtag alternative media. He also says, the Cajun Libertarian, I've been following you and supporting for a while now. Thank you for all you do. Morgan, you're amazing, bro. Uh, You're fantastic. Thank you. Uh, Chris says, liking, subscribing, and sharing not only increases visibility with your own followers, it also moves it up in the algorithm for the normies. That's what's massively important because when I have people on, on like Brian, who has an absolutely outstanding message to share with everyone who is running for office in less than three weeks. We, they need to hear him. Morgan Dow, hashtag gun rights are human rights. And then hashtag reefer madness. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. So I wanted to ask you, we only got a a few minutes here left. I wanted to talk to you about what it is exactly that you need and how we can help you achieve the goals. Because here's the deal, as Joseph Robinette Biden likes to say all the time, not joking, even though he's littered with dementia and senility. Here's the deal. Uh, What matters in Maryland matters everywhere else. Okay, Maryland is a significant state. It's it's not much different than New York, California, you know, other areas in the country where certain precedents are set. And you just heard Brian say that it's a seven to nine day waiting period for a firearm approval that doesn't take that. Look, I I, I can tell you from somebody who's been arrested multiple times, like, I don't know, seven, eight times now, a federal background check takes about an hour at max to get back. So when they tell you it's seven to nine days or even in a deep red state like mine where they make you wait four days, that's an absolute blatant lie. <clears throat> and the things that take place in Maryland can take place in your home state. So, Brian, tell us, what do we need to do to help push you forward
1: in this race, my man? So, uh, really, what we were talking about earlier is... Social media. I mean, social media has been a big force behind my campaign. Um, I, I don't, I try to make as much time for campaigning, you know, foot soldiering around, knocking on doors, literature, dropping, uh, tabling events, all that, all that stuff that you have to do. Um, Try to do that as much as I possibly can, but having a wife, a kid, a house, you know, I've got chickens I got to take care of and other animals and, um, you know, trying to make family time because family first, regardless of of what you're doing in life, uh, your family comes first. Um, it's social media has been a giant help for me. Um, so, and, and just, I, I tell people all the time, like if you see something and you, and you genuinely like it, don't just do it just because you're my friend or something. But if you genuinely, genuinely like what I'm saying, I just, please, I don't. It doesn't matter if you're in Maryland or not, because it's all about the algorithms. Like my stuff, share my stuff, comment on my stuff. Um, You know, up until the other day when you retweeted my one tweet, I had been stagnant at around like 70 followers on Twitter, and I I haven't been that heavy on Twitter up up until the past couple weeks, honestly. But uh, since you retweeted my retweet the other day. Uh, I've gained about 35 followers, um, which doesn't sound like a lot, but for a race like mine, that's significant. And it's to the point where, um, I have Amy Lepore, vice chair of Delaware. She's liking and retweeting all my stuff. Um, the people behind Liberty Speaks, which is, um, their organization. They had actually had a thing here in Maryland a couple of weeks ago that I went to, you know, now they're liking and retweeting my stuff. Um. And it's just it, and it just builds and it's, it's like an exponential kind of thing. You know with your following, when you've retweeted my thing, uh, that tweet has you know like 150 likes by this point. And you know, I didn't say anything uh, like breakthrough or a, a brand new thought. It was what we talk about as libertarians on a local and state level all the time that we have the power to nullify bad federal laws. And um, it's it just it's it's so silly and it it sounds annoying, but it it really is so important to to like, retweet, share, comment, um, react on these these social media posts because like uh, somebody said earlier, it, it the 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 normies are more likely to see it if other people are sharing it. You're you know how many libertarians are you actually friends with like on your personal Facebook page? uh, you know, probably not, not definitely not the majority if, if you're like me. So by sharing those things, it, it reaches out to all those people who aren't libertarians and they say, you know what, I, this is good. And then they go to your Facebook page and they go to your website. Um, so really social media and, you know, you can do that from just sitting outside having a smoke break when you're, you know, fooling exactly. around on your phone and it just takes a second to do, but it's, Really, a giant, giant help to campaigns like mine to get the word out.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. It's a massive help because look, I didn't know that you had gotten that kind of traction just off me. You know, quote tweeting and retweeting that—that—that's a thirty-five followers off of one tweet. That's a a, pretty—that's—that's an outstanding thing. Twitter's a hard land to deal with, so that's proof positive, y'all, that the influence you have just by hitting the share button the tweet button, the react button, and letting people know it's a massive deal because, look, at the end of the day you can poo-poo social media all you want, but it's the number one uh, avenue for information dissemination on the globe. The globe. It ain't just America. It ain't just Maryland. It ain't just Mississippi, Louisiana, Arkansas, Texas, California, Seattle. No, No, it's the globe. It's the globe. And so, Brian, I assume that you do have a website. Can you tell us what that is? Yeah, sure. It's uh,
1: Konkoski, K-U-N-K-O-S-K-I, the number four, senate.com. So, Konkoski4senate.com. Um, I'm on Facebook, uh BK2 for F-O-R Senate. I kind of wish I would have made that more you know, in, in time, whatever. But that's what it is. And Twitter is the same thing, uh, at BK the number two F O R Senate.com. Um Did I get that uh, right? That is correct. Yes, it is. Um <laughs> I have a TikTok, but I I, I find I i can't. <laughs> I tried, I know you do it. I just I don't have the patience. Uh I kind of have a boomer mindset when it comes to technology. So I I've just been sticking to, to things that I know, Facebook and Twitter um even the website my wife had it, helped me with my website because I, I i just it was just frustrating I was like can you like can you try to just make this look nice um like i had everything yeah. that i wanted to say on there and i was like she reformatted it for me and and you know changed it all completely from what it was originally um so uh mm-hmm. yeah facebook and twitter twitter um i don't always do the same thing on every social media so definitely follow me on both facebook and twitter um twitter gets my more spicy takes on things um i feel like it's more receptive uh on twitter for spicier more um kind of hardcore statements and uh facebook's more kind of lighthearted. um you know more here's an event or, or or what have you um pictures and things like that more so than twitter um so definitely follow both um Either way, it helps if you just do one or the other.
0: Yeah, for sure. Do you have a, do you have a, a, I'm assuming that Kinkoski for Senate.com is where people can donate or figure out where they can go to actually physically help if they're in your state.
1: Yeah. So uh, if you go to my website, there's a donate button on the top Um, donations are I'm still taking donations and we're two weeks out, Um, you know. Another couple batches of signs won't hurt, right. Um, and then there's actually a form on the website that I get directly emailed to. and then we can pretty much almost message from the website through our emails. Um, so if you're on the website and I respond to you, we can pretty much instant chat right there and then you know give me your information, contact information, and if you want to help, um, which I do need some more volunteers for uh, election time. Uh, there's no way I can physically go to every election site, polling site in my district. Right. Um, so I need people that I can drop off signs to ahead of time. They can go put the signs down and then uh, oh, got a notification. Somebody went to my website. Um, nice. <laughs> uh, put signs down and then pick them up uh, before either the the state picks them up or another party rips your signs off the metal stands and takes the metal stands and leaves your sign laying on the ground. Um so uh, i definitely need volunteers for
0: that awesome i want to check out this comment and i have you uh i have one last super important question for you uh brian first off this comment chris he ran out of states he knew real (laughs) quick you know what man chris you know what get bent bro (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) i love that guy he's a great dude a fantastic uh twitter friend for sure one of the longest running I was just trying to name states that were big on anti-liberty issues. And then I I ran into a city. I said Seattle. And there he is there with Seattle in the comment section. I should have said Oregon. I said Seattle. My bad. It's live. (laughs) I love you, man. All right, uh, Brian, I want to ask you one more important question before we get out of here. What is your personal Number 1 issue. What if you if you're a single issue voter in the state of Maryland that's voting for Brian Kinkowski or just you yourself. Forget about the voters. Just you. If if there's one big major thing or even like two, what is that and what can we do
1: about it, Brian? Um, you ready for this answer? Um, uh, cuz it's oh, going to yeah. sound It it, it sounds silly, but when you sit and think about it for a second, it really is a big deal. Um, I want to get away. I want to do away with vehicle re-registration in Maryland. Um, Really, what what big deal is that? The big deal is that every two years in Maryland, you have to re-register your vehicle, and it's about two hundred and fifty bucks. You have to take time out of your day. You have to leave work early, go down to the MVA, which the DMV in Maryland is the MVA, and Pay 250 bucks to get a little sticker to put on your license plate so that you don't get pulled over. Um, and people say, well, how are you going to pay for the roads? It's, it's always the roads, right? Well, <laughs> how about we stop allowing the legislature and the governor to dip into the transportation funds for the general fund or for this project, that project, their personal pet project projects. And we can still have – well, we don't have nice roads anyway. So, let's keep that money in the transportation fund, and let's save people from having to go to the MVA every two years and spend two hundred fifty bucks just to get a stupid sticker on their license plate, so they don't get pulled over and they don't get a ticket and they don't, you know, have their license revoked until you go to court over it. Um, and it, I said that at a forum I was at the other night, and the entire crowd of about you know 80, 80 or so people were, you could just it was a uh, audible sigh of relief that somebody brought this up. And one woman even went like, thank God, because people are tired of it. People are tired of these stupid little fees yeah. and licensures and permits and things like that. That, And, you, you know, you, we start with vehicle registration. And the next thing, you know, you don't have to get a permit to put a deck on the back of your house or get uh, a, a permit or a license to open a small business, right? It's we got to start small. And the way that I see going down that route, of less fees and licensures and permits is uh, getting rid of vehicle re-registration because it's something that everybody, literally everybody can agree. On.
0: Here's the, uh, here's the thing that uh, I'm hoping a lot of people don't miss. I know everyone in this audience does not, but again, as we like share and, and you know, and subscribe to the channels, Google Podcasts, Apple podcast, Spotify, basically anywhere we can get your uh, podcast a lot of people don't understand the snowball effect of eliminating these simple extortion tactics, right? Yeah. If you take such a simple, and this is what I love about what you just said, because I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, man, what are people thinking about while they're listening to him say this? Are they're like, well, my God, man, we got all this tyranny going on. And he's talking about simple registration fees. Wrong. When you start with the simple registration fees, you snowball into greater liberty because we've devolved into less liberties via licensing and registration fees of the sort of which Brian is talking about. This is actually crucial, people. It's very important, and I'm super glad that you said that, Brian, because I really, really don't think that people understand how significant it is that you have to... Uh, Literally pay a gang state, an illegitimate uh, extortionary entity just to re-register your vehicle. That didn't happen by accident. That happened by a long train of individual liberty violations. And so if you start back at the basics, then you can work your way back up that train. But first, we got to understand and let people know not we understand, obviously you understand, and much more than I do, that these type of laws are absolutely incompatible with a free society. And so if we start by, you know, just abolishing simple things like re-registration, we can work our way back up to individual liberty and private property because that's what we're ultimately talking about. Am I wrong?
1: No, it's exactly what it is. I mean, and if you if you sit there and think about it, um, it can even go as far to where you don't need to register your vehicle with the state at all, right? You you have insurance. Um, I mean, I'm not for Maryland requiring you have vehicle insurance, but why can't uh, vehicle um, like titles and registration be controlled through private means, like an insurance company? Why can't they issue out license plates? Why can't they control, keep track of that? Because they already do. Then they may offer you a service in return other than giving you a sticker. So it's, there's all these different ways that you can go about this. And there's, there's always an argument that agrees with what I'm saying, whether it's just, it's less money for people out of their pocket, or it's more uh, convenient for people or, Or to as far as where we can allow a private entity to control this kind of information because they have it already. Your insurance company already has your registration info, your VIN number on your vehicle, the make, model, year, color, everything down to what motors in the thing. So why do we need a state agency which... Personally, I see it as a form of, a form of welfare because they they do so little important things that a private entity can't just just maintain this information.
0: Yep, yep, absolutely, one hundred percent. Let me uh, let me double back on some comments real quick before we get up out of here, um, Morgan. Well, let me let me do this first. Annie Sanford says,
1: "Amen." Multiple explanation points. Thank you, Annie. Absolutely. Annie's right. a Annie's a been a big supporter of mine. Um, she's an awesome lady, and she's actually a neighbor. So thanks, Annie. That's that's fantastic. Local community talking to your
0: neighbors. You develop a community, a network of strength and support in the name of individual rights and liberty to save our country. We still have a chance, people. That's what I that's what I see. When I hear him say that in real time, that's what I hear. That is a community, a local community, a local network coming together to say, no, we are not going to p- comply, and we will do everything within our legal powers to combat you on every possible level. That's what I hear. That's my translation of what Brian just said. Sorry about that rant right there. I just that, that just triggered something in me because I feel like we have this absolute you know, fall short uh, or you know, shortcoming of talking to our neighbors and getting out into our neighborhood and our individual communities. It's remarkable. Morgan Dow says, a single issue everyone can get behind, everyone hates the DMV. That's exactly right. So start that conversation in your community, in your neighborhood with that. If that's something that you fall in line with. Do you hate the DMV? I absolutely hate the DMV. Guess who runs the DMV? The government. Now, XYZ and go forth and, for, and, and, and forward. Uh, Chris says, one piece of tyranny justifying the next over and over into perper- uh, perpetuity. Yes. I mean, that's exactly correct. It just compiles one on top of the other, one on top of the other, one on top of the other. Amy, again, why do I have to pay a tax on property I own? The short answer is, if you have to pay a tax on property that you own, you don't own that property. That's just... Yep. That's just the reality of the situation, people. You do not own anything that you have to perpetually pay a tax on. That's the reality. Because if you don't pay said tax, they come and take your said property. Which means that's not your property. You're just renting it. Full stop. End of discussion when it comes to that. So, all right, We're out of time. Brian, I'm going to ask you once again, my man. Please give us whatever information that we need to get you into the best position that
1: you need to be in. Uh, go to my website, donate if you can. Um, I know times are really tough for a lot of people right now. Um, and that doesn't, that honestly, that doesn't exclude me. Um, so, you know, if you can't donate, I, I understand, I get it. Um, but check out the website. Um, any anytime I get a notification that somebody went to my website, it gives me the warm and fuzzies. So at least give me some warm and fuzzies. Go to my website, um, like, share, comment my things on Facebook, retweet, like the things on Twitter, quote t- tweet, you know, share it to your, you know, add add your opinion to what I'm saying or or what have you. Um, and at this point, it's 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 go time, right? We got a couple of weeks until until election. I had, the more my name is out there, the better. Amen. Amen. Brian,
0: thank you so much, man. You're fantastic. Uh, I've known you for quite a while right now. I've never, ever gotten the um, instinctual you know, inclination that you were anything but a, a very good man and a very good human being. And I sincer- sincerely hope that, I can help you out in winning this election and or making massive waves to where the next time you run, as you have succinctly stated that you will not stop fighting for the average individual American and their liberty and their freedom to succeed in this world. I hope to have you on again real soon, hopefully before the midterms come back. Man, thank you so much for coming on. I look forward to talking to you again.
1: Noel, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. See you soon, my friend. See ya, Brian, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank y'all for being here. It's been an absolutely amazing conversation. This is what I look for. I look for genuineness. I look for authenticity. And this is what you find in candidates like Brian. And this is what we find in the vast majority of the libertarian candidates. I mean, this is just how it is. Uh, Yes, I'm a libertarian, but I don't, I don't put any money towards any party at all i just believe in these people because i believe in authenticity i believe in the genuineness of these people wanting to help you and me and i am in the position to where i want to be the one to do what i can to help where i can when i can in every single place that i can And so, you know what to do. It doesn't take much effort. You can donate five. Look, if everybody that watches this show, which is going to be wind up, you know, one, two thousand people watches this show, which is about average, sometimes more, sometimes less. If everybody donated a dollar, one dollar. Imagine, let's just say on the high end, four thousand to six thousand people watch the show. Which is not uncommon for my show. Four to $6,000. $1. Now, double down on that. If nobody puts up a dollar, but every single person that watches this show hits the share button, like and subscribe, imagine the impact that we could have on this community in this time. Of massive crisis. And make no mistake. You all know it. It doesn't matter what political side of the aisle. That this uh, show comes across. For you. We are in a crisis. Financially. Globally. With war. The threat of nuclear war. We need people. We need people that are going to stand up for you individually, at the sacrifice of their own livelihood, which is what people like Brian are doing. So please help. That's all I can ask. Even in the most infinite or I'm sorry, infantile ways of doing so, you know, the the smallest amount of energy just to hit the share button and get Brian's name out there please. We need this real fast. And that's it. Dangerous liberty over peaceful slavery. I love each and every one of you very, very much. I thank you so much for being here and I will see you very soon. Same Cajun Tom, same Cajun channel. And I am out.